I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, and welcome to another bonus episode of Australian Jams. I'm super excited. I say that every time, but I'm, like, outrageously excited to be interviewing the person that I'm interviewing. (laughs) I've been, like, dropping hints across social media for, like, a week now because I'm really stoked. I've got Angie McMahon here. Hello. (laughs) Angie is an absolute champ. She's, although she's only released one single, by the time you guys hear this, she'll have a second one out. Um has pretty much done everything so far you can in Australia. That is definitely not true. <laughs> There's and so many things I haven't done. It's her first podcast today, so I think she's yeah. both nervous and excited. Yes. Yeah. I am definitely terrified and very happy to be here. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So, Angie, can you give us a run? Sorry, I'm playing with my mic, so that's what that sound is. That's okay. I'm, like, staring at my mic, just wondering if I'm close enough to it. You're fine. Okay, cool. I'm, like, hunched um, over it. Yeah, tell us who you are, what you do. Give us the brief introduction. Um, Okay, I am Angie, and I sing my songs to crowds. (laughs) and Big crowds. uh, Growing crowds, which is really nice to be able to say. But, um, yeah, sometimes I just sing them to my piano or my phone. But yeah, I I am making an album at the minute and doing some gigs with my band and um, and like yeah, growing this Angie McMahon business. Suddenly I'm like, <laughs> suddenly I'm like in charge of a business. <laughs> I'm like, you're, cool, you're let's plan entity. our year of finances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Um, slow move over. Debut single. Yes. Tell us about the process of actually finally getting a song out. It, I heard that it had been a little while yeah. that you'd kind of been working behind the scenes, doing stuff, and then you finally got a solo song out. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's the case for anyone in like this sort of position of releasing music is that there's like all this stuff that goes on behind the scenes, I guess, in the years and months leading up to it. Um, yeah, Slow Mover I put out in October last year. And I had written that song and a bunch of songs, you know, by the start of last year. So, um, and so between January and October, it was sort of like um, figuring out how to record them and how I wanted to record them and getting a bit of money and um, and also 
uh, started working with my manager, Charlotte, who's, like, so wonderful. And it was really awesome that I waited um, to release until I had her on board because then she just made the process so much more cohesive and massive and, um, you know, and, like, got our team together and made it, like, a, a really successful release. So it was cool that there was, like, that big build up but um yeah definitely like from writing the song to releasing it there was all this stuff where I like um recorded it once and then went back and recorded <laughs> again with my band and like started playing with my band and started doing more gigs and yeah so it was a bit it was a big year of like slowly very slowly stepping into the water I guess if it was like the ocean of releasing music I was like staring at the horizon for a really long time <laughs> and then she was like Okay, <laughs> let's go. Charlotte's an absolute champion. She's such a champion. Oh my Shout god! Shout out to her. She works really, really hard. Not yeah. saying that other managers don't, but she really, really does. Oh, management is like a crazy. Like just seeing what I see of it, which is you know probably about thirty-five percent. It's just a crazy job. But um, yeah, every manager that I've met is uh, is working very hard. But Charlotte is yeah. She's just, she's such a good friend to me as well, and um, she's a very intelligent person and very yeah. humble. And, and it's nice. it's awesome to have such strong female role models as well. And I don't want to bring it back to the cliche, like, female role models, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's pretty true and pretty important for young females in the industry to see people like Charlotte mm. and people like Sabby, who's upstairs. We're at mm. the Native Tongue Writers Room today. Who They've been very kind to loan us the room today. It's amazing, and by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I want to be here forever. Um <laughs> But whole, my, a lot of their team are female, mm. so there are more and more coming through and seeing people like Charlotte doing amazing things is incredible for me as well. They're my role models mm. too. Yeah. So yeah. have you found that's been really important in your relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Like for so many reasons, just because we, you know, we share experiences and viewpoints and so many things and, um, you know, yeah, like you don't want to think that, that gender is super important and it's not and we work with a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of non-women as well, but we, uh, yeah, I guess we find it really easy to talk about the things that we go through as women yeah. and then, um, you know, relate to each other and then move on from them and um, and support each other and you yeah, make space for each other's experiences. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, she's been an incredible role model for me. Like, yeah. she's so together and <laughs> wonderful and wonderful at relating to other people and... Um, yeah, I mean, role models is like, what What the fuck would we do without them? Exactly. Agreed. Mm. <laughs> Retweet. Um. <laughs> I started saying this thing, my friend Camille introduced me to this thing, which is like, when you agree with someone, you just like use the word retweet in real life. And it's like, yes, Gemma, retweet. Just say retweet at them when yeah. you agree. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's catching on. It's got several of my friends to introduce them to their vocab. You're going to start saying it now. You're going to find a place. I'll think like, of you every time. Okay. <laughs> um, just on that as well, being a female performer, mm. being a young female performer, do people, do you find people underestimate you? Because you are very powerful. Um, I've Yeah, I mean... I guess there's always a risk of that, but you can underestimate any performer. And I try not to think about the fact that I'm a female when I am performing, you know. Yeah. And I guess um, as a musician, like as someone on stage, I've, I've I try to be like a powerful performer and a powerful person when I, you know, in like my like a business setting. So I don't. I, I guess I guess my concept behind that is like don't let people underestimate you. Yeah. But definitely, I think that 
women are underestimated in general probably across the industry and most industries and um, that just comes in little bursts like it's not all the time but you yeah. get little moments of being like oh okay fuck with it <laughs> you're wrong about that but yeah you know I mean it's not like I have a really hard time like I'm really lucky and also that does have to do with having women on the team you know yeah yeah um you I touched on you being powerful your voice is incredibly strong mm. and it's so I guess unexpected um if you haven't heard you sing before yeah people do you say find that. people say that yeah people who say that my speaking voice doesn't sound like my singing voice I guess yeah do you find that's kind of a cool juxtaposition to have yeah I mean um yeah I guess so <laughs> I mean I never I never really thought about it I really like singing and I like my singing voice and I think I'm lucky to have that like I just, you know I really enjoy singing and I like hearing myself sing I guess it's <laughs> kind of like a really vain thing to say but no it's excellent um I, I probably have shaped my singing style around artists that I love and probably didn't sing quite as, um, I guess, loud or, um, you know, like I hadn't really honed in on the skill as much like a few years ago and I probably was like quite a fragile singer in the past and um, and just like learnt from the voices that I really love and tried to copy them and don't necessarily do it with very good technique and will probably lose my voice at some <laughs> stage of my career and crash and burn so it's not like I'm at the top of this like vocal pyramid but I, I just like making noise basically and I like yelling stuff so that suits your style and your songwriting <laughs> thanks yeah. it's working for I'm you good at yelling um, it's quite interesting I was speaking to Eilish actually Eilish Gilligan yeah, not too amazing, long ago amazing human and she was saying about how she's got a voice that she, when she was younger, was quite insecure about because it was so different. Yeah. Did you ever go through something like that with your voice where you didn't feel like it represented you or that mm. the population enjoyed it? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think everyone probably has a different, like, vocal um, or, like, musical, like, style transition and, like, um, confidence trajectory I guess I think um yeah I mean I think Eilish's voice is like really unique and I can imagine her feeling that at some stage being like my voice doesn't sound like other people like Ugh. but obviously like you and I know she's an amazing singer yeah. she's really like owned it and she's got an incredibly uh special special sounding voice and I think um with my voice I, I always liked it but at one point I was like singing in a soul band and I felt like it wasn't like loud enough you know, I had always been doing, like, folky singing before then, and then I started singing in this, like, louder style, and then I wasn't really happy with that because I felt like it was really yelly and, like, really kind of imperfect, and um, I wanted to have, like, a massive range, you know, and have this, like, Aretha thing going on, and I just couldn't get there. And so now I think I have bits of that in my singing and bits of the folky thing and found, like, some kind of middle ground, maybe. Yeah. But, um yeah, I mean, it's cool to be young and trying out different musical things and trying to figure out what works for you. And then there's definitely periods in there where you're just like, I'm shit. <laughs> I'm so shit. Stop. I guess it's finding that common ground of where you feel comfortable singing, singing as well. Like, yeah. as much as it's about what people like and whether it suits your music or anything like that, it's got to be about what you feel comfortable singing because you're yeah. not going to keep enjoying it, are you? Yeah, totally. Totally. And, yeah, yeah you you can get caught up in, like, um, oh, but I'm doing gigs, like, you know, I'm lucky to be doing this, so it doesn't matter if I love it. But at some point, yeah, you have to really make decisions to be doing exactly what you are passionate about doing. Otherwise, you're going to get sad. 
Yes. Yes. That's a good good Apply point. to Otherwise you're gonna get sad. <laughs> um, let's bring it back to Slow Mover. You mentioned it was released in October. Yes. And we have to touch on the fact that it came number thirty three in the hottest one hundred. Okay. Having only been out for a couple of months to be eligible yeah. to be voted for. Yeah. So that's a pretty incredible feat and something maybe you were hoping for but not expecting? Yeah, I, I definitely had it hadn't really crossed my mind when we released it, but then um I, I yeah, I I guess I only I started thinking about it when people started like tagging me on votes in Instagram and I was like, Oh, <laughs> oh okay. Like you don't yeah, it's it's hard to have a concept of how many people listen to your song and obviously like Triple J um have been, were just like super supportive, like so amazing. And I just discovered after having released the song that um the people who work there are so like personable and so yep. lovely. Um so many individual really kind people who will say nice things about your music on air and like incredibly powerful that that happens. So I feel really lucky that it got in the countdown and that people voted for it. Um yeah, I don't know. Like it's still <laughs> it's still really weird to me that people hear that song and I don't know. Like my friend sent me a video of like the construction site opposite her house where like the builders were listening to the Triple J and like <laughs> listening to the song and like singing along to it. And I was just like, "What are they doing? <laughs> Why are they don't they know that's me? Why are they doing that?" It's like, going to yeah. be one of the coolest things there. It's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. And, like, last week I had a really big cry because I um, I got sent a video from my friend Helen, Helen Shanahan. She's, like, a songwriter who lives in Perth, and she's wonderful, and she also teaches, like, songwriting and singing to students. Yep. One of her students had come to her and been like, I want to learn Slow Mover by Andrew McMahon. And Helen was like, she's my friend. And then this girl, I think her name's Gabby, um, she taught her the song, and then Helen filmed her singing the song and sent me the video. And, like, I've seen a couple people singing the song and have been, like, pretty affected by it every time because I'm like, oh, my God, amazing that people want to learn this song. But in this instance, it was, like, Gabby sitting in her school dress, like, in this music room. <laughs> and I, it just, like, made me think of when I was in school and, like, I wanted to be doing songwriting and, like, you know, being in year 11 and, and imagining a music career. And it just, like, completely threw me. I was like, oh, my God, like, since I was that age, I've now released a song and now other people in school, like have heard my song like insane and it just yeah that was a cool moment because I was like um physically taken back to a, a really different chapter in my life when I hadn't yeah. achieved the stuff I wanted to achieve yet so in short yes it's very nice <laughs> that that song got on the countdown countdown because it made me feel like I had achieved it but this is you yeah. becoming a role model now you're becoming Charlotte maybe Maybe. I mean, Charlotte is a role model in so many ways. Maybe I'm a role model in, like, a musical way, but in most life ways I'm just, like, completely potato. Completely mashed potato. <laughs> On Completely Potato, let's have a little bit of a listen to uh, some of Slow Mover. We were not ready, we've got plenty of time. Maybe we'll get married, maybe fall in love. Could you make me fall? When you're holding me, try setting me on fire. Try setting me on fire. Try setting me on. There's someone else, but I twist all of his words and he twists mine. So I'll have to let 
Okay, um, we've had our water. It was good. Um, how funny that we're at the Native Tongue office away from my normal chair and I've still got a squeaky chair, guys. <laughs> Every time. It's going to become my brand. Um, <laughs> squeaky chair merch. I should make squeaky chair you merch. You should. And you should put those bloody socks somewhere. I'm wearing... Um, I guess you can't resell someone else's design. They're just, they just suit you and they're wonderful. Just for those playing at home, I'm wearing pug sandwich socks. Angie took a photo, so you can check her Instagram. She'll probably post yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to put it on my story. They're as amazing as yeah. they sound. They're pretty cool. I'm <laughs> glad I wore them today now. <laughs> um, so, for someone that's only released one song, <laughs> two when this is out, but still, yes. since October, yes. you've had some huge support opportunities Yes. Reasonably so, because you're an incredible performer. But you supported who? The Shins? Yes. Tell me more. Uh, the Shins. Uh, it's because I have a really good booking agent, actually. <laughs> He's like, good on your Brett. Um, the Shins, it was in December, um, and I did Alanis Morissette in January. That's massive. That was pretty cool. Um, last year, before December, who else? There was Father John Misty. And um, some other cool ones like Alex Leahy and uh, Greta Ray. In April this year, we're going to do the Angus and Julia Stone tour, which amazing. will be the longest thing that I've done. The longest thing. <laughs> It'll be amazing. It's going to be 20 dates. I've got to like get my fitness and health in check so that I don't drop dead, eat some kale or something. Eat some kale. Yeah. But I'm really looking forward to that. Just chug lots of orange juice. Yeah. It's my yeah, vitamin C. Just always have it. Yeah. Always. Someone should sponsor Angie for orange juice. I would definitely take them up on that. Go on, juice makers. Anybody. Here. <laughs> oh no, my dad's going to jump on this, but he makes bad orange juice. Sorry, dad. Can you believe you can make bad orange juice, but it's just like, I mean, he likes healthy? it, which is all that matters, but he just like pulverizes the orange. Oh. So it's like pulp. Oh. as well and like it's good for you like it's so much better for you to have all that stuff but he's just so excited by our Nutribullet and I'm like I just want <laughs> I just want the bad stuff like I just want the sugary juice <laughs> sorry dad you're great we've got to find a common ground here you gotta, yeah. you, he's got to give you a strainer he can have all the pulp yeah and you can have all the juice yeah dad you have the froth yeah yeah um but those are some huge supports yeah. Have you felt pressure prior to those shows? Um, I guess it's been a different experience every time. I feel like there were some other ones, but I can't remember them. I'm sure if I looked at a list, I'd be like, you should have said that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's different. Like, um, the, Some of them I've done by myself and some of them I've done, with, I've done with my band, which is a trio. And so that's like a different vibe because by myself is sort of like um, you have to hold your own, you have to hold your own backstage. Like I might have one person like my, like Charlotte or a, you know, family member or whatever, but sometimes I'll just be by myself, like go to Sydney, play the Father John Misty show by myself, pretty, um, feeling pretty like raw and baby-ish <laughs> in the industry. And I'm just like, ah, oh, hello, all you American <laughs> strangers. I am the support act. Please, where should I be? <laughs> it's like, 
you know, like terrifying. But then once I get on stage, I feel like I can I can hold my own, and I really love being on stage. And I love being on stage with the band as well, and we like vibe off each other, and um, and we have a lot of fun experiences together. So the pressure, I guess, um, I guess I don't feel like it's massive because the support act slot is sort of like people don't really care you know (laughs) like they have low expectations of you're a support act that's basically the way I see it is like everyone's got low expectations so I'm going to give this show everything and hopefully it goes really well yeah and uh and you know and bring some people in and get them on board but people aren't like oh the support act's gonna be amazing and then I'm like worried that I'm gonna play something shit because they paid 70 or 80 dollars to see the main act before they'd announce the support act most of the time you know so i'm like cool um i'm a random to you until i convince you otherwise and so it's a kind of a nice challenge like it's kind of like get out there do the thing that you're meant to be good at be good at it and like i like that i like performing i like having the opportunity to perform and um i'm really grateful for it so the pressure's there but it's i've Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I feel more pressure around like a song release or something when the audience is invisible and like the internet is there and I have no idea who's going to listen to the song or how it's going to go or what people are going to say or write about it. I feel like in a performance space it's present and I have the opportunity on the spot to give it everything and convince people straight away. Yeah, do you feel that song releases are more of a vulnerability because people can focus on lyricism and things like that and what you're actually putting out there, whereas performance is you throwing kind of throwing it at them? It's kind of a yeah. different vibe. It's totally it's two really different things, like both with awesome pros and terrifying cons. Um I really yeah, like I really love performing. Um it's physically taxing and like touring I think is is physically taxing, but I really I really love being on stage and um, I I think song releases are terrifying. But on, obviously, like we've said, I've only released one song, so <laughs> I guess we'll find out. But I think now what I'm feeling is like maybe people have some expectations around that you know the follow up single from something that did quite well, which is also nice like a nice challenge my mental state <laughs> and my career you know like I want to meet I want to meet the expectations and I, I'm really like excited about this song that we're releasing like I think that the production is awesome and I think that um it's a it's a nice like taste of what the album's going to be and it's like it's it's all super exciting stuff like um but yeah the pressures are different and the experiences are different like they're two really different 
things. It's like two things. You like to be a recording artist and a performing artist, like two completely different mindsets. And it's lucky that they happen on different days. Like if you fucking had to go into the studio at 9 a.m. and then get on stage at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday, like on the same day, you'd just be absolutely lost (laughs) in the whirlpool of life. Because it's too much for a little brain. (laughs) Yeah. Angie yeah. has the best quotes. I'm going to just make a whole book of quotes from you. I'm just rambling. Shit. <laughs> um, well, I did see you play at the Works Club on, oh, I think yeah. it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Oh, I can't remember. It was definitely a weeknight. Yeah. And it was boiling hot. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And, no, no, no. no <laughs> and it was packed. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to get people out to a show on a really hot night in Melbourne? Yeah. Well, it was hot because there were so many people in the room and we were all like real sweaty. But, yeah, I mean, Melbourne actually is, like, we're lucky with gigs. Like, people do like going to gigs, you know. It, it's, it's a special thing to be able to get people to buy tickets to your gig, and I don't take it lightly, but I think uh, the Melbourne music community is amazing. Like, mm. seriously amazing and has nurtured me personally, it, like, to a massive extent, and so many other artists that I know as well feel at home in the Melbourne music scene, and I think... Um, the fact that people go to gigs and will like you know like stand in a hot room anyway and like enjoy the gig is like fucking how lucky it was such a good show though very so like powerful i've said it so many times but that's the word that comes to mind you just power like it's the confidence and the presence that's really impressive and it's what won everyone over in the room and Stop. there were people that were talking about it for a long time after so angie's howler show is sold out Yes. But has just announced the Gasso show, so highly recommend everyone jump on board and get tickets to that because I n- imagine it's going to sell out fairly quickly. So definitely do that. Um, support-wise and other artist-wise, now that we're talking about Melbourne, mm. who are some other artists around the scene that you're really enjoying or enjoying mm. working with or anything like that at the moment? Because we do like to celebrate Australian music here, and Angie did message me earlier today asking about talking about other artists yeah (laughs) yeah well i just think it's like awesome i love having the opportunity to like go on something like this like a podcast and like don't necessarily need to talk about myself the whole time (laughs) because there are there's so many artists around town you know like and and around the country and like um it's cool to be able to contribute to that scene but also like everyone needs needs the support um yeah, well, at, at the Melbourne shows that we're doing, the support act is Holly Joyce. Who's amazing Holly. as well. Oh, my well. God. Is she the queen of the world yet? Because <laughs> she should be. She's, um, actually, I don't know Holly that well, but every time I've spoken to her, it's just been, like, lovely because she's an incredibly nice human. But I've seen her play a few times, and it's, like, it just, yeah, it just fucks me up. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> what am I even doing this for when there's you? She's amazing, and I, I am excited for Holly to release music um i think she's put out one song so yeah i would definitely try and get to one of her gigs doesn't even have to be my gig (laughs) just any gig that holly is playing and her band are amazing as well there's really really lovely people in her band and those um those people are in other bands which are also amazing um who else do i want to talk about my favorite band in the world is opep do you know yes they're they're like such a cool duo aren't they yeah they're just so quirky and awesome yeah absolutely they're badass like they just they just do exactly what they want to do and they don't base their decisions on like you know what's expected or 
I don't know. I just think, and I just think they write awesome songs. Like yeah. I just think, and they're um, friends of mine, and I talk to them about the industry and about life, and like come away from those conversations just feeling like I can do anything. <laughs> um, I think they're wonderful. They have this song, Tea, Milk, and Honey, which is like um, one of my favorite songs. You know, how you make Spotify playlists, and you like have some songs that just happen to keep reoccurring yep. in every single. Spotify playlist that you made. So that song is one of mine. It's just like in every... I mean, it's like embarrassing that I keep on making Spotify playlists. <laughs> so essentially, it's exactly the same playlist every time. It's like that song, Sister by Angel Olsen, and like uh, this Tom Waits ballad, and like a couple of other things, and they're just like... It's just the same playlist. Do your friends ever call you out on that? Because I find my friends, when they jump in my car, yeah. they're like, you're always playing Gordy. I'm like, because she's amazing, so yeah. shut up. Yeah. I'm driving you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just accept it and move on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just tried... Yeah, I don't know what I listened to in, in the car. I think I've been listening to the radio lately. And, like, usually it's Smooth FM, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, like, the coolest listener. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Total Clips of the Heart to come on. They play it, like, once a week. <laughs> it's, like, the highlight of my life. It's funny because you could so easily just play it on Spotify, but it's just not as, no, not as good if you just play it. it's not as exciting. Yeah. Because you're catching it at the right time. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, sometimes... I, no, I do listen to Spotify in a car, for sure. Like, usually I go to an album. Um, I, maybe I have an album that I listen to, like, every week. Like, this week, it's, like, The National. And then, you know, I'll just, like, probably play that whenever. Um, and then I was going to say another Melbourne band that we were, we were on that topic. Oh, Rat Hammock. Oh, my God, Rat Hammock. I love Rat Hammock. Jackson's Not, such a champ. I've been trying for so long to set up a recording with him. Oh, you should. This has to And me. he's just, like... Yeah, yeah, we'll book it. We'll book it. And then he just forgets. It's just like, come on, man, I really want you on this. Classic artist. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, they're so good. And they're doing the City Calm Down tour. Oh, really? City Calm Down? Tiny Little Houses. Oh, Tiny Little Houses, yeah. Sorry, I get those A bands mixed up. A different three-word band. Yeah, no, that's good. I know it's not great, but um, I do get them mixed up. Because I knew they are doing Tiny Little Houses, and I was like, City Calm Down as well? That's How good would that be, though? <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. That's really embarrassing that I got that wrong, though. No, it's not. There's so many band names. <laughs> Um, well, on that, let's take another water break and have a quick listen to Tea Milk and Honey oh by God, yes. Opep because it's Andy's favourite favorite song. Yeah, the apparently. lyrics mess me up. Actually, they don't mess me up. They, like, they Give define my life. They make me feel like I can make decisions. It's basically, like, there's, like, this lyric in the song that's, like, uh, I heard you were running before you could walk. I heard you were yelling before you could talk. Like, that's some of the lyrics. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I was doing that. <laughs> oh, thanks, Liv, for saying that. And it's just like, you know, I was listening to that song before. I was really close with him and just, like, you know, crying over it all the time. It's it's incredible. So, yeah. I'll try to get that line in the snippet that I play. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. No stress. <laughs> it's a challenge now. Here we go. Take time. Take all the time you need. Take time or you won't succeed I Take time and I worry about your health sometimes Don't ever run when you can't walk Heard you yelling before you could talk Thinking twice will lead you into a bad place You gotta move fast to win No space for time, no time for space I ain't got what the human race need, no I won't contribute 
to your polluted. Okay, we're gonna be on our last section here. Okay. And we're gonna talk about the new song. Okay. Which mm. I was very lucky to hear prior to its release. Okay. It's called Missing Me. And I found that the vocal was even stronger in this one and really focused than necessarily was in Slow Mover. Mm. And I think that comes from the introduction and how focused that is. Mm. Can you tell us about how that part of the song came together? Because it is quite a different opening to mm. Slow Mover. Yeah. Um, I have no idea when I wrote the song, like when I wrote that part of the song, so I can't remember why I decided to put it in there. Um, like it's kind of like this little sample from the chorus, but it's like the intro to the song, I guess. That it's, I guess I felt like it was the most um, uh, like badass kind of like angry bit of the song and that that was the vibe of the song, you know, as I was trying to express this like this really strong feeling. So I wanted to put it right at the beginning and yeah. have that be, yeah, like set the mood, you know, like there's no kind of like guessing. It's like the song starts and it's like, okay, she's pissed off. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> So that that was like the vibe when I wrote it, you know, like I think I wrote it like two years ago or something. But um we I recorded this one with Alex O'Gorman. Um, I call him Gormy, and he's also the bass player in my band, but yep. he's gonna produce um like the album. So amazing. we have started this was the first song that we did together and it was like an amazing experience because we um we just have this really lovely, like musical working partnership like we you know we both were like throwing ideas at it and because he plays in the band he like plays the song all the time so we we both have like quite a strong relationship with the performance of the song and how we think it should sound so it's um it was really exciting to make it and yeah we actually did that start bit we it's a live take the whole song um with me and Gormy and then Lockie playing drums um we Lachlan got and uh, Lachlan O'Kane Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. There's so many. It's like Alex O'Gorman, Lachlan O'Kane. There's so many. You're a Mick and they're an O. Yeah. yeah. Are you all Irish? I guess we all are Irish something. Yeah. <laughs> I should know more about people. I should <laughs> We're know getting more about off track. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so we recorded one take and most of the song is that take, but um, we decided we wanted the very beginning to really be yeah, quite intimate and quite... Um, punchy and I didn't sing that first bit as well as I'd wanted to the rest of it I really liked everything so we set up a different mic in the studio like a couple of days later and re-recorded just the intro yeah um and so it's a it's like a really high res mic I don't know I don't think high res mic is like a technical engineering <laughs> term but um everyone can fuck off it's a high res <laughs> mic at the start and then it gets to the verse and it's back to like the the live text so it's it's like a very slight difference between the vocal sound i guess but um that's a cool effect though yeah it does i really love it like i'm so happy with the production of this song it was so fun to make and we just i guess we were just trying to be like pretty chaotic with it and like kind of bold and um yeah make noise you know like gets to the end of the track and there's like a a fair bit of noise and just like I wish I got a picture of your face just then. <laughs> I I really enjoyed um, that straight from the start, everyone understands what the song is. Yeah. And how you're here to like tell a story. Yeah. It might not be the most fun story of your <laughs> life, but it's liberating in a way. 
Yeah, totally. I mean, it was, yeah, I was just trying to capture the way that I was feeling at this time, you know, yeah. like on this day. And and it's, I it was like one of those things when you're feeling um, like disconnected from someone and you're sort of like, uh, I guess, yeah, like you've been really close with somebody and then like you start to realize that you have to like not be close with them anymore. And it's like, it's heartbreaking. Like it's like a really strong thing. And I was like sad. And I was also like, kind of hating on myself a bit and just like feeling pretty dark and this song felt good to sing in that like really um like deep and powerful way I guess because it felt like the way that I could channel that feeling like it was just kind of like um I don't I don't think I'd ever quite written a song like this before like I was like bashing I actually wrote it on a keyboard and I was like bashing the keyboard and like kind of like yelling into this like little computer microphone and it just felt really good to do it in that yeah. bold way and that and that, I think that that's the way that I approach a lot of my songwriting is to try and nail the feeling at the time you know it's not like it's kind of it's, it's, I guess it's kind of like a one-sided story like it's not necessarily like this is me telling the whole story of this like relationship casual romance thing but it's just like me trying to nail that feeling of feeling like shit and uh and so it's fun to sing because I feel like it's pretty loose and it's pretty like uh, raw human stuff you know I think that's the thing everyone loved about slow mover as well is that it did tell a story like it literally put you on the street where you were yeah. as you sang it and people could feel themselves there and I think this one does the same thing and yeah, cool. I think really good songs will do that and songs that aren't necessarily as well written don't manage to capture that no matter how good the lyricism and song structure is yeah if it can put you in that place, it's it's a whole other level. Well, that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, there's all the, there's a whole lot of different types of songs, and there's a whole lot of different types of songs that I want to write as well. Um, but it's cool to feel like you you were just feeling something or living something, and then you wrote it down properly. You yeah. Because um, like for me, that's like the therapy. That's like how you get over the thing. Is like you write it down and. And actually, I think initially when I started performing this song, I felt really self-conscious about it because I was like, this is quite an angry song. Like, it's sort of a bit blamey and it's pretty full-on. And I was kind of like, oh, uh, it's it, it's it's a bit, like, self-serving. Um, like, it's, it's super intense and I just don't know if, like, it's a bit too much. Like, it's a bit too, like, angry girl thing. But, uh, and then I came to terms, like, I came to peace with it because I was like, well, that's how I actually got over that feeling is by writing it down exactly as it was and then releasing it like it was sort of the therapy thing. Yeah. And so, and that's all the songs is it's like I'm literally writing them for myself as a therapy and then moving on from the thing. And now I just like performing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm pretty, pretty excited for this one to come out. It will be out by the time this podcast is out so that I don't get to jump the gun, which is fair. That's, that's <laughs> actually scary. Now I'm like, oh, it's coming out soon. It's coming out really soon. Whoa. It's so exciting, though. Yeah. Well, um, thanks, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to go and drink more water and, and talk about socks some more. Mm. Uh, while you can all listen to a little bit of Missing Me, definitely stream it, buy it, get it where you can, <laughs> support the artist, please. I said this... Uh, in the bonus episode with Eilish as well and she said no don't do that but definitely do that it costs two dollars of your money 
to support an artist, so please do that. I'm going to buy it now as well. But subscribe to Patreon, Australian Jams podcast, wonderful, wonderful Australian music podcast, wonderful jammer behind the podcast. <laughs> um, Spend and you've been money. a big supporter of the podcast since we started, actually, because I think we spoke about one of your songs very, very early on. Kind um, Angels. Oh, yeah, you and Alex Biggs. Yeah, there you yeah, go, Alex Biggs, who's a champ, whose yeah. manager is the one that just interrupted us here. Yeah, bless their souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to thank Angie for coming coming out on a Monday night to record with me. Oh, thanks um, for having me. We've got a bit of a makeshift set up in here. I want to shout out Native Tongue again for letting us use their room. It's been amazing to get to use in here um, and walk five minutes from work to record rather than have to drive <laughs> in traffic home before I can go. Oh, thank you, Native Time. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, go listen to more local music and support the artists. And thank you, Angie. Retweet. Retweet. Thank <laughs> Thanks, Gemma. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>